what what's the thing with Wiley is that I think that was mad extreme. Okay, you drop from your label, fine, that's fine. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, well, you can't, you said something. You, it's consequences to everything, can it? Do you know what I mean? Even though I know he's not that. He was mad at two people and you said something. If you go down that road now and get robbed by two black boys and you go on in and say, oh, flat, fuck black people, even though you've got your reasons, if I see that and I don't know the whole story, I don't know you, I'm going to think, oh, this guy's racist, this guy's an idiot. Do you know what I mean? Safe. Yeah, yeah. So I hear it. When people are saying, oh, like, where, where? I hear it. But obviously, as a person, I know him. I know, really, you just said stuff because you was mad at X, Y, Z. And then, really, you shouldn't have said that. But obviously, now, nah, the way they've, like, they've really, like, they've, st- they've locked him off. Like, it's not just like, okay, we're not on this label. But now you can't even create a YouTube. You can't create an Instagram. You're moving like you were some racist, like, all your whole, like, you've do- been doing this for years. When really, it was an hour. This is a test. This station was conducting a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. This concludes this test of the emergency broadcast system. Manga St. Hilaire, a.k.a. Matthew Reed, is a UK grime artist, a three-time MOBO Award nominee, and a sometime member of pioneering grime crew Roll Deep. If you like grime, you know, and likely like, if not love, Roll Deep. A finishing school for the scene's biggest names, Wiley, Flowdan, Dizzy Rascal... Tinchy Strider, JME, Skepta, that group also bore manga, although it's only recently, and this is by the man's own admission, that the MC has really started to bloom without the support of said group. But from where I'm standing, the flowers are smelling lovely, and Manga's new album, Everything Is Under Control, looks like it will only continue that ascent, his ascent. Part of Manga's appeal is that where so many within the grime scene made their name with bombast and bragging, and hey, I'm not complaining, I love that stuff, the words that drip from the end of Manga's pen come from inwards, somewhere deep, no pun intended. There's a motion here as big as the beats that he spits upon. Take, for example, new album highlight, It's OK to Open Up. Rarely has a UK grime artist sounded quite so vulnerable, so human. It's a big, brave look for the man, and I hope you'll join me in being absolutely here for it. I cover all sorts of ground with Manga on this episode. Our conversation even ends with the two of us agreeing to go shopping for new glasses together. But owing to the man's relationship with Roll Deep mainstay Wiley, who has essentially been annexed from polite society for a spate of anti-Semitic tweets in 2020, I did have to ask Manga for his thoughts on that incident. Manga unequivocally condemns his friend's behaviour as well as his abhorrent views on that day, but like myself, also hopes for a way back for Wiley. I find anti-Semitism, especially the rising tide of such filth in the modern era, abhorrent, terrifying, a sign that more education on the issue is urgently needed. 
but I also find the raising of voices, the eternal condemnation of anyone who transgresses, and the ability of people to make a living pretty fucking terrifying too. I thank Manga for speaking to me about Wiley during our conversation, and I hope you will consider everything that I've just said when you get to that part of the chat. Like I always say, if you like this episode, please rate, please review, please subscribe. Ratings and reviews on Spotify or Apple go a long way in helping this podcast get into the ears of other people who might like it. And if you really like this episode, this podcast in fact, please do consider subscribing to the James McMahon Music Podcast Patreon. It's the absolute best way you can support the podcast to keep it well-oiled and to help its growth. And I'm sure a DIY music maker like Manga will concur. It's nowhere near easy making independent content at the moment. And yet, as the mainstream gets ever more banal, I think independent music, media, yes, I'll say it again, content, is needed more than ever before. Enjoy the episode. Me and Tom, your PR, we were just trying to work out what was on the shelf behind you. He thought it might be be moisturiser, but I was thinking... Is it moisturiser? Well, uh, the blue thing's moist. Yeah, there's two moisturisers. Got some aftershaves. You got a is, post-it note. Is there a reason why you keep them above your telly? No. <laughs> just in case, just in case you need them while you're watching EastEnders. No, but that's not my. That's not the main TV. That's a side TV. All right. I, I mean, know. you know what I mean. Brand pays. Don't need to show off. No, I'm really play. No, I don't know why. They're, I think I, I don't like to be fair. My goal is to be now, well, it's been a little while. And I don't let stuff on the side. I just like, so, yeah, to me, that would be clear if that was just me here. Right, got you. Well, I mean, it all, it all changes when you, uh, it all changes when you share your living Bro, space with someone. It really does. Yeah, not, compla- not complaining. Of course, of course. In, in case Mrs. Manga is listening to this episode. She's literally on the other side of that wall. Right. So let's... Got and you. this is being recorded, so she'd probably watch it. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it's just moisturised, so it's got a post-it note for my daughter was born. And it's like a on the scan. They said, when we took off one of our first scans, they said, oh, she's really happy in there. And after, yeah, so I wrote it down and put it up there next to the picture. This is, but it's, you know, it's like, that's been nearly a year, so that's been up there for ages. Yeah, no, I like that. It's all of this is lending itself to where I was going to go and what I was going to ask you. Because I've been listening okay. to I've been listening to a new record this morning. Okay, you're like I don't know I don't know how you're going to take this, but <laughs> I, I, I I sort of see you as uh, sort of UK Grimes sensitive soul. I'll take that. Yeah, you into that? I mean, cer- certainly this record feels. It it feels vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with that. That's fine. Was that was that conscious? Was that? I mean, I, I I've heard you talk in over a period of time about wanting to showcase more of what you were about, like more of your personality. Yeah, yeah. So it feels it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a stretch to say that maybe you approach this record by saying, "Okay, I'm gonna pull out." my heart and show you what's going on in there you know what is it i think i think that one of the main things is um i'm just getting better at doing it explaining it because if you go back to like let's say outburst from the outskirts yeah that's like my first proper project yeah i was on i was on there doing that too but on that one i think i just done it on the last song you know what i'm saying it was yeah. quite that emotional time i've done it on the one song really and then on then what was my next project after that? 
Outsiders Live Forever. I got into it a bit more, but I feel like the songs weren't as good. But then it was Make It Out Alive. Make it out alive, or one that can't order it. I'm really, but what I just I feel like I'm getting keep getting better at being at, at describing it and putting it into songs. Okay, because before even before Outburst from the Outskirts, I made projects like um, Lunchtime at Art School and things like that. Like things where I was just basically in the studio depressed. So I was <laughs> I was saying all the stuff, but they were not good. <laughs> they were not good songs at all. They were just like basically see the long text you sent to your ex. It was that. With a with a with a SoundCloud beat, <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, we all have to, we all have to start somewhere. But the, oh, no, of the... course, no, of course, of course, million percent. I'm not even. La- I'm laughing because this thing is true, but it's laughing because yeah, I have to start like that. So now, I feel like I I I know how to explain it better. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm but... happy you got that. Definitely. Yeah, I also think though, as well as um, you know, there's a lot within grime or or or, or rap or mm-hmm. kind of music within that realm that. You know, there's a lot of. Um, I don't think it's too much of a. I don't think it's too, too much hyperbole to say that there's a lot that about it which is about um, bravado. There's a yeah. lot. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I and I think that's what's really interesting is that it's almost like you know you've got a little bit of funny wordplay on this record about that you know that fits in with that. But I I wonder how much of really what's kind of going on inside you as a man you had to suppress by getting involved with this music oh yeah from no, okay so it, it's a suppress and yes and let's i don't know if it's a suppress it just wasn't confident enough i wasn't i wasn't confident enough to be me fully like when, when i first started obviously when i started, I started some i was about 38 oh yeah when i first started i was like 18 let's say like professional i was like 18 so 18 maybe 19 and and i was very immature of my age anyway so when it was that first roll deep stuff, the grime MC was just like one way, bad man. You have to be, you know, road man and rare tear I don't say I'm from ends like everyone else, but I wasn't that bad man. Do you know what I mean? And but when you was MCing, you kind of had to be. Even even just two MC, if that makes sense. Like so we obviously we're in these tight radio stations. Uh just to get the mic, you had to be of a status. You know what I mean? Like physically get the mic, not just like, oh, let me it's not a turn, take turns thing. Because someone starts MC and they want to MC for the whole 40 minutes by themselves. Or, or what used to happen is be like between them and their bridgings of people they rate. And then you're in the room trying to get your time. Even this whole grab the mic thing, it's a, it's a serious high, what's it, high, tetos, high testosterone environment. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, not, but, dish, not a meritocracy, more like who wants it more. Who wants it more. And, it, and even, and then more time, obviously the bad man would be, they could be the worst MC, but they're, rough so then no one's going to try to grab the mic from him because that's that's the, that's a problem yeah unless you and then all you have to get ratings and then they want you to mc it's it was it was, it was all type of things but anyway so we started and all your lyrics that people liked all violent all i'm this i'm that and i wasn't really confident enough in myself to be not I, well, I, to be fair i never really went down the bad man i never really went down the bad man route in terms of like i'm bad rare rare but I didn't go down the other route of actually being able to say who I am, though. That makes sense. But then, to be fair, them times there, I wasn't even going to make a song at all. I never attempted it. I never saw it as a viable path. The only person who made the album was Dizzy, and everyone else was just MCing. So there wasn't even space for it. Because on the set, I, I always say Grime's got many different pillars. Like that hip hop used to have 
like hip, like actually not used to have hip hop has like you know graffiti, break dancing, um, dressing and rap and DJing. Like I'm saying, that's all. That's like their pillars, isn't it? Like oh, ours has sets. Of, yeah, like the tapestry of it all. Yes, ours has tight radio sets, live sets, clashes, um, DJ obviously instrument instrument instrumentals, and then like making songs was like low on that. That wasn't really the, the my dream. My dream for when I first started was to go to Eskimo dance or Sidewinder and get reloads. Yeah, like that was my like I said. One day I can MC with Roll Deep. Like Wiley is my favorite. Still is my favorite. Work, work with work with MC. Work with, not work with. Go on a set with Wiley, impress him, and get a reload at a Sidewinder or Eskimo dance. That was my that was my absolute peak of life. Well. Imagine this, if you will. Like, say, oh. say you're in your early days with Roll Deep. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, you've said that you didn't really feel like you, the songs. You, you didn't really feel like you had the songs. You couldn't write the songs. But imagine you, you could. Imagine you'd come out the gates mm-hmm. with those chops. If you'd said to the boys in Roll Deep, "Hey, I've got this song. It's called It Okay to Open Up." Mm. How would that go down? It depends when. I think at the start, at the very start, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like near our like 2007, like when I got, when I moved back to South London and I was like around them more, I did do a few like that, to be fair. Like no one like laughed or anything. It wasn't like that. It just, they, no, no one else cared. Do you know what I mean? So I had a song called Sick and T- on, on Targets, DJ Targets, um, Aim High Mixtape. I had a song called Sick and Tired. And he goes, I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired. I had a lot of emotional songs, actually. But they weren't good. Right, okay. So, right, <laughs> they weren't good. Right. And no one like no one would laugh or nothing. No, it wasn't like that, to be fair. Just that the audience, even the grime audience, they don't care. You know what I'm saying? They, like, so even if it could be the best song, a lot of people try to like get stunned, wretched, and then they just end up going over towards that UK rap. Then it then because what what grime became, which I try to help not be that. It's like a box had to say, once you start talking about XYZ subject matter, it's not grime anymore. What do you and mean I hate that? that. What do you mean by that? So if I'm talking, so if I'm emceeing and I'm talking about, like I said, okay, it's okay to open up, yeah? That type of, that type of song. If I was making that, then it's not grime. Because it's not about reloads and being the best MC and rare, rare, rare. Oh and then God, yeah, God, yeah. a lot of um, that wretch and gets and scorcher, the movement actually, I'd say they were that, they were the crew called the movement. They was like, and rap, okay, there's a few people that lend into this narrative is that um, the UK rappers that clashed the cough and Mike, Mike GLC, they felt that grime was like a, a well, it was younger, but like a like a lower form of rap. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. they would always say, yeah, man, don't just, and then it became, I don't just do grime, you know? That means like, oh, I, I can actually rap. I can actually make music because grime isn't music. You know what I'm saying? So, so you feel almost that there was some, uh, almost, this might be a bit, a bit of an extreme way of saying it, but almost that there was some kind of self-loathing about the genre from within the genre. I felt like it's from outside the genre. Oh, okay. And they looked at it and then it started seeping in to MCs who were capable of doing different things, that's talented enough to be like, oh no, I don't just do that, you know. I don't just do that. I can do rap what you lot do. But then... Who wants to rap? Rap's a bit like not say it's boring, but that our thing, ask I always say Grime MC's skill set is higher than everyone's. 
that we can we can perform. We perform all the time. We literally freestyle and and MC in rooms of our peers. We don't know what instrumental is going to play next. We don't know who's coming after us. We don't know who said anything before. We don't know what the tempo is changing. We're doing it live. We're projecting our voice. We've got stage presence in a room, in an outside. Yeah, we do all of that. Whereas rappers go studio, get a beat, work on it for how long, rap it at one time in the studio, and that's it. I mean, I, I sort of, I can't stand that conversation about is, is grime dead. It's just so boring. Oh, it's, it's mad exhausting. Yeah, and I mean, it's so obviously not true, but I, I guess the thing I do sort of worry about a bit is that I don't see grime as, because I see grime as like a genuine, like when it came about, I mean, we're talking, you know, two decades ago, but when it came about, like I, I did consider it a, a genuinely new form of music, which is... It was. Yeah, which is like, you, you can't say that very often, but I sometimes... Exactly. Kind of, I, I, sometimes want, I sometimes worry a little bit you know, we don't talk a lot about UK garage anymore, and a lot of that is because there were no new people. Yeah, do you, no, do you, no youths are taking it up. No, doing yeah. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like that kind of world needs a new roll deep in a sense, like someone who goes, yeah. So I always say this about grime, yeah. It can't be us. Do you know what I mean? Like it has to be. No, it has to be. Like, first of all, it has to be levels. It's always there's always been levels. So when when grime first started, come about, it was like Wiley was a pinnacle. Um, Wild and Dizzy obviously was the pinnacle. Then you had uh, like the next set would be like an Essentials, um, or a Nasty Crew as well. Actually, um, trying to think like Essentials, like you'd have like younger oldie, younger boys of the hood, and then you'd just have the local superstars. And you got people like Purple and Ra, like um, in South London, and you'd have like yeah, I mean, it's all different sections, but it's like. A hierarchy and then you'd have the average person on the road who could you'd have a guy who always MC, there's always DJs and there's always fans now they want the same people to just be but the youth is what um kept it going it's, it was street music and it was youth-led music do you know what I mean because again because garage was like i couldn't do, go to no garage race first of all i was too young i didn't have the money for the machino you know the machino tracksuit or jean suit um wasn't allowed in the raves and the music was rave based. And obviously, if you're not old enough to rave, you can't. I mean, and there was no language for us. Whereas Grime was speaking. Like, when I showed my cousins, my older cousins, sorry, Dizzy Rascal, they didn't even know what he was. They thought he was speaking another language. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? All these words, Teng, Leng, Red, all these words in our lap are in that are normal. Actually, which the, which the kids call old now, which is funny. Yeah. In our, in our normal language, are just gone. I mean, they were, they, were, they, they were invented there. The same way when drill come about, people my age think, what? This is rubbish. What is this? Because they don't understand these kids are talking their truth and their language and their culture. So just a different generation of how we used to speak. That's why I don't like when people just, not just drill, but try to put it down because that's that's what the garage lot were trying to do to us. And now we've, why don't you remember that? When now we're trying to say, oh, drill is dead or drill is boring. I said, yeah, because it's not for you. Like, it's not your language. Like, you have to accept that they, they came up with the, because drill is so... Drill is like the same tempo, similar sounds, come from basically the same place, but it's um just their their perspective. Do you know what I mean? Whereas we, the same way, we had the same thing. Because a lot of grime, early grime, sounded like garage, but it just you just knew when it was grime, though. If that makes sense, like you knew it was different. Yeah, I mean, all of these things are in they they all exist in the same cosmos. 
exactly. I I guess though, in a sense, I sort of see you as someone who was almost like you are you were almost like a fan of that music who became part yeah. of that world. Do, do you... I was a big fan. Like not like sorry to cut you, not like a small fan. I was like I was one of the biggest Roll Deep fans. Like Roll Deep my favourite crew ever. Without without me. For me, like, because I like Page Go crew because of Wiley and they had God's Gift and Flow Down. That's, and then they, then they start talking about this new crew called Roll Deep. I said, What's that? Then I heard Dizzy, and obviously Wiley was there, Flow Down, Scratch. I said, This is, this blew my mind. Like, I mean, they're all my favorite crew. So it was a big, and like I said, and not just Roll Deep, like the whole thing. Like, this is all I knew. I didn't, li- I didn't listen to American hip hop before. Like, yeah, I'm saying my first American hip hop I liked was like Kanye West or something. So, like, this was my, Okay, I mean, but when you see, you know, can you look out when you perform and see a young manga who wants to take the journey that you did to grime, or do you think that if you are young, you are going towards drill? So there's a there's two different types of things. I can see a young manga, if that makes sense. Because that person is just interested in music and wants to tell their side. I've seen there's lots of young grime artists that are like, I like, I guess, I don't want to say like me, but not road, that road like that. But if you're from the street, like if you're like a road, like a road, you and you're, you know, you're trying to tell that side, you're not going to grime. You can definitely could go towards drill or UK rap because that seems more authentic. But if you want to say your truth and you enjoy yourself about the community and create music and be interested. You know what I mean? Go around. That's, there's lots of MCs that are doing that. Like there's Names Bliss as an artist as well. Um, Kibo. Oh my God, I'm blanking, but there's quite a few. Like okay. Literally a few. There's a whole next generation of young grime MCs that are doing their t- Travis Presents is the best way I can put it towards. There's a, there's a uh, collective called Travis Presents and they put on events and they're all young and the people that go there are young. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, like that's it. I just don't want it to become a museum piece. Nor do I. And that's why I tried to stop telling people. For years it did though. For years, like all the older MCs are hating or and it's it's not it's not it's mad. It's, it's not just the older MCs, it's actually the new the older fans. Like no matter what you put out, they say, Oh, it's not like the old thing. It's not like the old thing. Like I put out songs. Okay. <laughs> I put out a song on alarm bells the other day and I was pro- I was promoing it on my TikTok. I just put up a clip. And then someone says, someone commented and said, oh, I miss Grime Sets. And usually I don't, I said, so why do you, I said, I type about why don't you listen to Grime Sets? I said, there are, he said, there are none. No, right. no, he said, no, sorry, he said, I do, but like, I listen to old ones. I said, but there's new Grime Sets. I've done, I've done two this week. Me, I, I alone have done two that week. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, man. But it's not like old school. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even I- listen to it. Yeah, a lot of you haven't even heard it, and it's literally grime sets all the time. People, that's another thing they say. Oh, it's not like then. There's no sets anymore, and for grime to be good, well, literally, there's grime sets every day, every day, and they're everywhere. That's another thing. Now they're more. uh, You can find them. Like you go on Rinse FM, you go on Pyro, you go. They're all there, but no one cares. They just want until until Skepta comes along, until Wiley. They just want to relive their youth. That's why we have to ignore them because they've had their time. We need to engage the youth. But that's why people like Trust Presents are doing. And they're getting, it's like what Birmingham did a couple of years ago. Wow, which is mad, about 10 years ago, 2013, 14, when Grime kind of left London, people was more interested in like rap and whatever. Yeah. The Midlands took up Grime heavy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I guess Baseline was kind of moving off and then 
we're just gonna grab heavy. And that's where it was living that properly as well. They were repping, they were doing great. So and then now it's kind of like back everywhere. But now it's the youth has to go. It can't be like us. It can't be us. It can't, it, it's it's tiring. Like no, not saying no one wants to hear me, but the energy, all the ideas, the youth, the slang, everything needs to come from there. We need to be around to like give, be able to give opportunities. So someone like a like a Jamie is a perfect example, yeah. He does Grime MCFM. And then that's like the biggest grime rave at the moment. Um, and then people just come up there. You don't you don't know who's gonna be there. There's no lineup and ups apart from Jamie. And then we just all come out as a surprise. And a lot of the young MCs, that's like that's been their first big rave. Like I took Duppy, Duppy was nominated for Best Grime Act this year at Mobo's yeah. And um we done a Grime MCFM in Prague. And that was his first international booking. And that was like a big, that was like, I know, we just showed the, the youths that. So we shouldn't be the ones to say, to bring the, the genre back, air quotes here, but we should sh- help the next generation see what is possible. That makes sense. Yeah. Listen, I'm not, I, I've got to, I've got to clear my throat before I ask this question, because I want you to know that I'm not the sort of journalist that in any way enjoys shit stirring. And I, okay. also, I also consider myself to be a, quite an empathetic journalist as well. So, you know, I, uh, or an empathetic person rather. Mm. And I don't believe that people are all bad. I don't believe that people are all good. I think that we're all trying to do our best. And I, I agree. I hate the modern era of a lack of nuance and dogpiling and how people mm. are their mistakes forever and ever and ever. I agree. I say all this to say that with what when with what happened to wiley or what mm-hmm. wiley said was that the end of roll deep no no that was look we finished long before that we done a roll no, deep set on friday no but you were talking you, you were talking a lot later about how there were songs or that you'd had songs at one point or you hadn't had songs at one point who roll deep or me sorry well I, I no, think, Roll Deep stopped Deep stopped making that like, music together in like 2011. It was like the last record was 2012, I think. Wasn't okay, it? I'm sure. I, I'm sure I read after that that almost. I mean, Roll Deep didn't like completely draw a line under itself, though, did it? You just went around each other. We we literally done a set on Friday. We literally we we literally done a set that's our like a live show on Friday with me, Breeze, Carnage, Jamaica B. Rochi, scratchy, like literally on this Friday night. Me, right, I mean, me, the, the Wiley, the Wiley thing is was kind of like the thing for Wiley, because Wiley after Roddy kind of stopped making music together, because everyone started doing their own thing. Flowdance just won a Grammy, yeah. Um, like Flowdance was doing his own thing with the bug, just going around the world doing that. I was doing my thing. Target was on radio, and a few other people were just like just when I got normal jobs, because again, it's like there was a lot of us, you know what I mean. And then Wiley was doing. When Wiley said that, it was Bosey. That was well after. When Wiley said all that stuff, that was like Bosey time. So that was like his fourth, fourth Phoenix Rising, basically. Like the fourth time he ever thought he was down, that he came back again and done Bosey. Um, so it was kind of... What, what, what's the thing with Wiley is that I think that was mad extreme of what how they've stopped him, basically. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not just... Okay, you drop from your label, fine, that's fine. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, well, you can't, I, I always say this, I don't think you should, you said something. You, it's consequences to everything, can it? Do you know what I mean? Even though I know 
like you just said, empathy. He's not. He's not that. He was mad at two people, and you said something. And I've I've said the same the same um quote before that that if you go down the road now and get robbed by two black boys and you go on in and say oh flap fuck black people, even though you've got your reasons, if I see that and I don't know the whole story, I don't know you. I'm gonna think oh this guy's racist. This guy's an idiot. Do you know what I mean? Safe. Okay. Yeah. So I hear it when people are saying oh like where where. I hear it. But obviously, as a person, I know him. I know, really, you just said stuff because you was mad at X, Y, Z. And then, really, you shouldn't have said that. That's, that's left. I mean, sometimes we say things we shouldn't have said. That's fine. But obviously, now, nah, the way they've, like, they've really, like, they've, they've locked him off. Like, it's not just like, okay, we're not on this label. But now you can't even create a YouTube. You can't create an Instagram. You can't create... When you release stuff, you do put... You, like, it's, I'm saying, you're moving like you were some... Like a like some racist like all your whole like you've do, been doing this for years when really it was an hour. As someone who knows him well, though, do you yeah. do you think that was a? Um, you don't think that is a summary of the person he is? Nah, man, it's not. It's not. But if it was, listen, there's dumb, there's bad bad people in this. Well, especially in the music industry, it's horrible. There's lots of horrible people. <laughs> yeah, and that uh, you see like that they come. That's what it is. Sometimes you see that person's day come. And you think, see, because you like to say, especially, well, generally with music, it's usually around women and things like that because, you know, men are horrible. Um, you usually see that day come and you're like, okay, see. Okay, see, um, what's my man's name? Solo 4-5. Yeah. Oh, like, that's a horrible person. Yeah. It's a horrible, nasty person. To be fair, I don't really know him like that, but I'm saying, you read that, that's like a, a, a pattern of ongoing X, Y, Z thing. You can't, there's no pattern of Wiley being mad. Well, he speaks up, but I'm saying not like racist. He's not, I mean, he's not that, like I said, he's not like, he's not that, he, he again, the, the thing was, yeah, you said a madness about, and you should have said, you, you meant it to this person and that person. Literally, it was literally two people who actually did do you wrong. But, but you can't go and say that. Because again, like I said, if someone got robbed by a black person or got something back and they said, oh, fuck black people, rare, rare. I don't, you shouldn't say that. Go on, sorry. Do do, do you think the Phoenix will rise for a fifth time? I think you said fourth before. That was fourth, I think, because it was... You know what, he's been the person that's made me want to carry on bad times because he's been carried out so many times. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the fifth can run. He's a bit older. And now it's literally... It's not like before where, oh, you can't make good music anymore. It's more like you, you, you can't do anything. Yeah, I think that's something about the modern era that really does frighten me, to be honest. I think that people need to be allowed to make their minds up about whether they yeah. want to listen to someone or not. But actually, someone, whether it's a tech platform or a politician or whoever, making that decision for people, I think is is, is, is really frightening, you know. Because if someone says they don't want to listen to him or they don't like him, I got, I'm not going to argue with that. Nothing to do with me. I hear you, bro. Like, like I said, if someone said that about black people or whatever, or someone in my family, whatever, I'm not going to hear them again. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, what he said was right, because I don't think it was. But if he wants to continue making music, as he should, and, you know, he's a, like I said, he's, he's helped more people than, what in, our, in my thing, than anyone could ever actually say. And I'm not just saying that because he's, he's helped me in my life here. He's actually helped, like, he helped so many people. So many, not like oh a couple. He's banged through Roll Deep, or he's banged through. There's people he's helped that have not nothing to do with like our crew or nothing. You know what I mean? Anyway, 
Again, that's not making up for the other thing I'm just trying to say. So if he wants to continue making music, as he should, I think. Uh, you might not be able to... Let's not get into the Brits. Let's not... Yeah, I mean, maybe not... Um, we know nominated for any... I don't know what the thing is, like whatever the industry thing is. But I don't think he should be stopped from ever creating anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't have an Instagram. You can't have a Twitter. You can't have your YouTubers thing. Your your streams are being diverted in somewhere like that. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we have to let... I mean, my basic belief is that you have to let people say what they want and have the consequences of saying what they want. Uh, yes. But as soon as you don't let people say what they want, then we're in a yeah. whole new kind of dystopian nightmare. But pre this, so obviously he's there now. He said whatever he said on Twitter, it was, yeah? For like, let's say an hour. Let's say an hour. And then it was bare fake. That's another thing as well. There was bare fake accounts and things said that he never actually said. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even the, the initial thing, they're going to hold corn. It's just a slang. But then if you type in um, a dictionary, corn is bullet. Bullet is, well, you're threatened. I'm like, no, nah, man. It's like me saying, um, is that when girls laugh today and say, oh, I'm dead? You're not dead. Do you know what I mean? It's just like a saying. But again, right. if you're not from that, obviously he said that and it's gone outside our lexicon of people that would usually listen to it. You know what I'm saying, so now they're, they're just figuring out what he said in a different way. You know what I mean, they're just Googling and it, it looks crazy. Like, was that when they Google comedians jokes? If you go to comedian jokes and I go to say what the person said in any comedian, you're like, right, that is mad if you write it down. But in the setting, it's not mad. It's, it was a joke and it was a punchline, it was a setup, there was context, rare, rare. Again, I'm not saying what you said was right. I'm not trying to say, you said what you said on Twitter. Yeah, then there was a lot of fake stuff. And let's say you get banned off Twitter. Fine. Do you know what I mean? Because you violated the rules and all these chats there. Why are you banned off YouTube? Why are you banned off Instagram? Why are you banned off TikTok? Why are you banned? You know what I'm saying? Why is your Spotify thing? Why is your Apple Music? What's that got to do with that? You you make your you make your living with uh, words, and also mm. you are you know you're obviously a very good marketeer as well. And I've heard you talk about that. Like that that's uh, that's like a big part of the yeah. You know the, the the role of an artist now uh, is for better or for worse. Do you find this era where people are so quick to rush to judgment? There's so many bad faith actors. Uh, there is a lot of sensitivity, sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a, yeah. in a bad way. Do you do, do you find this era difficult to make the art that you do? No, not me. I don't because my thing's not like that. Um, and I'm saying that I haven't reached outside my circle yet so maybe if I, I went that, to I think that's the thing that's a bit weird about this though is it's there's almost like a sort of I guess what you'd call an Overton window that it's like um we're always you know as a as our culture becomes more conservative and safe like the perimeters of what you can say and what you can't say well the perimeters of what you can say are becoming more more and more narrow so it's almost like you know for me like what you do, you, you, you're quite far down the list of people who would perhaps be affected by it, but you yeah, know, who, who knows, maybe at some point it gets so narrow, you know. It'll be something soon. I'm sure that if like, you went through my old songs or went through something, there'll be something. You know I mean, I, I'm sure I've said something that would offend someone, especially especially like an old lyric or something. But um, that just happens, man. I'm saying that, but personally for me, 
no, it's okay. But I, I don't want it to be, oh, just for me, I'm fine. Because all the music I like, not all the music I like, but a lot of the music I like would be considered ignorant or thingy or like, I want to hear what's going on over there. Again, again, I keep, I keep referring it to comedians there because I feel like they've had the, like, the more brunt of it secretly because I guess because they're talking. Yeah. Do you know I mean, because they're speaking, they think, oh, well, this is what you believe and what you think. And I think people will still give a bit more mm, leeway with a song. Yeah, I think do you know so. I mean, or I even a movie, so. actually. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, movies and songs, like, them type, that type of art is more, whereas comedians, because I'm talking to you, like I said, I think the people who get the least is a podcast <laughs> because they think, well, you've said it with no, there's no punchline, there's no thing. People, yeah. So they get whatever you better mind what you're saying on there. Yeah. Or interview. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but then that pod, then you've got a comedian who's talking and they're trying to be funny and generally to be funny, you have to say something to catch people as a surprise. And then usually by saying that, it's same, but it's the same with music. The lines I like in music are the ones that go, what? How did he say that? Central C, how can I be homophobic? My bitch is gay. It's a crazy line to start your song. <laughs> I, th- I think... That's a mad song. But like that's so like, whoa. You, you want to hear the rest. Well, well, this is the thing you see, is I just... Um, I like stories. And mm. stories aren't always palatable. Of course not. But again, I'm, I'm, again, I'm assuming from what you do, you love music, right? Yeah, yeah I mean... There you go. Yeah. There you go. Everyone that's consuming this thing does not love this thing. Then yeah, to get past, to get for truth. me to make. Sorry, to, again. Ain't that the truth? So for me to get out of this one bedroom flat, yeah, I have to go talk to people and convince people who do not love what I do to to take it in. And that's when you start doing that, which is hard. It's like then you're going to start talking to people outside your realm who understand where you're, what you're coming from. You know what I'm saying? I, I, yes. I'm, I'm so pleased that you're letting people in to what you, you're about because you are, you know, unless there's like five or six bodies under your floorboards, you are obviously a very good man, Manga. Oh, thank you. I try it. Like, again, I'll be real. It's just like, um, just make bare mistakes like in life. Bare mistakes. And luckily, like I said, my... Honestly, my lack of success in terms of, what, of when I wanted it, yeah, was so good because I was just making so many mistakes that I realized I wouldn't say, let's say I blew up when I wanted to blow up. Let's say when I first started in Roll D, after while, you know, I wanted to be like, the, yeah, I wanted to be the, the new MC or whatever, or when Strider blew up or whoever. If that would have happened to me then, would've, I would have been a mess. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm very, I was very immature, very lazy, loads of mistakes, just living, doing stuff and not thinking about it. Whereas now, I just understand myself a bit more. So I'm just going, if that makes sense. So I think that's I think that's my main thing that I've just made lots of mistakes. So I just try and remember them and tell other people about them. So and even a lot of times when I'm doing these songs, I'm talking about X, Y, Z, like, oh, this happened to me, or that happened to me, or whatever. I felt like this. It's more like a reminder to myself, like, oh yeah, shit. Do you know what I mean? I don't really I never really spoke to the one about it at the time, or I wasn't even sure how I felt about it at the time. Do you know what I mean? Because if I if I do a song about my day to day today. Wake up, feed my daughter, do interviews, change my daughter, get up. Like, it's not much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, moisturize, moisturize your hands. Moisturize of two different types of creams and three different types of perfumes. Moisturize your whole body. That's the key to looking. I'm 38 and I don't look it. And I'm looking, um, <laughs> Wait, nah, but I'm, let's uh, try. Let's, the, the record's out Friday, right? 
Oh my god! Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm getting better like that. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I've ended up. Sometimes I've almost. Yes, Tuesday. Yeah. I've I've got a lot to do. Listen, let's wrap this up. But I'm gonna. No, not like that. I'm just saying I've got a lot to do. (laughs) No, we should we should wrap up anyway. Okay. um, We I'm I'm pretty sure you're on a schedule, but I I would like to end this by asking a big question. Yeah. Where did you get your glasses from? Specsavers. Really? Yes. These are Specsavers. But these are very, I was very late on Specsavers. I was doing everything else because I was like, I'm not going to Specsavers. And I went Specsavers and it was fantastic. I mean, at the risk of, at the risk of ruining any potential podcast sponsorship with Specsavers, I have to say that every time I go to Specsavers, I get glasses that I like and then they last me about six months. They just break. They snap. And I don't think I'm being heavy-handed, mm. but they they look a bit they look a bit baller for Specsavers. It's, these have lasted me. I've had these. For, well, I, should, I, I should have changed them by now. Nice. Yeah, these are actually. Usually, I used to go boots. I used to go. I used to go literally anywhere else. To be fair, and my mum, like my mum wears glasses as well. Me, my, listen, in my family, it's me, my mum, my brother, who wear the glasses. <laughs> the trousers, I suppose. But um, wears the glasses, and my mum wears the trousers too. Um. And then she used to go all the time because it's just closest to where we are. And we all live around here. Do you know what I'm saying? Then I went down there to Spec Actually, I'm lying, sorry. I went to Spec Savers in Woolwich. And then I went to Spec Savers in Charlton above the Sainsbury's. And they had a better selection. And the woman was a lot more helpful. And it was great prices. I was honestly Spec Savers. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really. You're I, not I, on it. No, no, no. I, I'm, due, I'm due some more. Uh, I, I live out east. I'm in Leighton. But. If let's I, go. Let's go. I got to get some. Let's go together. I mean, that's. I mean, that that is a podcast, my friend. Should we go? James James McMahon and Manga Saint Hilaire go shopping for glasses. I'm actually on. That would be sick. Listen, I'm actually. Due, I'm due mine as well. I should get them before I talk because I can't really see anything at the moment. And you only live. I live in Woolwich. I still need it. I um. It, this reminds me a little bit of the time I used to live in Camberwell. Me and Giggs almost went to a Greg's together. I love we, Greg's. We were talking about how much we like Greg's and Giggs. Love like, Greg's. Giggs was like, "Should we go get a steak bake?" And and that never happened. But no, we can make it happen. Million percent after tour, I'm on it. Million percent. Right, I'm gonna tell my, I'm gonna tell my wife tonight when she says, "When are you gonna get some new glasses?" I'm gonna so say, "We're going with me." I've got to wait till Manga gets off tour. And Could then... we also go Greg's? Because I actually love Greg's. <sighs> I mean, Greg's is amazing, isn't it? Everyone because talks. I've, everyone talks I've, about what a state this country's in, but I'm like, there's a Greg's on every corner. It could be worse. Okay, you know, okay, I'm going to share this with you guys. I haven't shared this somewhere yet. You know where they should put a Griggs? Go on. Where Topshop used to be. It's in Oxford Circus. Because they're putting Ikea. Ikea is Swedish, yeah? Yeah. Which is fine. But they should put a giant Griggs. Four floors of Griggs. So when people come to this country, I'm saying they come to London. It's our staples. It's our capital city. They come out Oxford Street Circus um, um, elevator and they go up. And they see the blue and the yellow of Greg's instead of the blue and the yellow of IKEA. I'd go one step further. I would I would get the Royals at Buckingham Palace and just fill it full of sausage rolls. Perfect. Brand up Buckingham Palace. Perfect. As Greg's. Perfect. You know. I, Let's I, get it on. I think this has been uh, this has been a lovely way to spend half an hour, Manga. Thank you so much it's for been, your time. Oh, it's been that. Uh, yeah, it's been great, man. You're a great. You're a great conversationalist. I really enjoyed speaking to you. Oh, I really, really appreciate did. that. 
Thanks so much. I'm sure I'll speak to you again. See you later. Oh, love my bro. Well, that was episode 246. Thanks to Manga for the chat. Thanks to Tom Dark for hooking us up. The theme tune is by the Bandits. And I'll see you soon. Cheers,